This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The Bible has so much to say about integrity, true humility, and the sin of pride. In the outstanding nine-part series we're about to study on these important subjects, Pastor Ray brings to light amazing truths about each that every Christian needs to know. In his opening three days, an outstanding message on integrity flows from Pastor's deep conviction concerning uprightness, godly character, and moral courage. Given the certainty of God's Word, surely no one can argue with the life-changing truth stated so powerfully in the book of Proverbs that he who walks in integrity and with moral character walks securely. Pastor's life-changing three-day introduction on integrity will open the door to an even more amazing study over the next six days on true humility and pride, two topics whose nature and impact no serious Christian can afford not to know more about. The book of Psalms, chapter 84, and verse 11 And I really want to get to the second part, but let's read the first part. It says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. Hallelujah. Thank God for the grace and glory of the Lord. And I like the second part. It says, No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Powerful verse. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And what, is it, what does it mean to walk uprightly? Well, it means to be just. It means to be truthful. Um, another word that we could attach to this, and it's really the word that I want to talk about tonight, is that we need to seek to be men and women of great integrity. Integrity is something that's really lacking in the world. And if you've had any dealings with uh, anyone in the world in business, uh, on the job, whatever it be, there is a terrible, terrible lack of integrity. There's cheating, there's stealing, there's back-talking, there's murmuring, there's, uh, there's all kinds of inappropriate behaviors that are allowed, and, and the world is lacking integrity. Now, I'd love to just point my finger at the world and say that the world is lacking integrity, but uh, I hate to say this, but the kingdom of God, the church, is lacking a lot of integrity as well. And we wonder why sometimes we're not being blessed. Now, now, I don't want to get too heavy on you tonight, but, but I really feel that, you know, we can talk about the blessings, we can talk about, you know, wanting God's best, but we also have to understand that God requires something of us. And one of the messages that you're not healing, hearing a whole lot in the body of Christ anymore, well, what about some good messages of holiness? Good messages of right, righteous living and doing what's right. And, uh, you know, the world, the world is... is uh, uh, you know, has a message of just do whatever you want, do what feels good, feels good, you know. Uh, if, if it pleases you, it's okay. If it doesn't, then don't do it, you know. And, and there is absolutely no level uh, by which we can, you know, aspire to in the world. But if we're not careful in the kingdom, we're going to have the same kind of thing. 
Uh, and the reason why I'm going back over this, because I want to tell you a couple stories that I heard about. And, you know, you would be shocked. And, and I was shocked when I heard these, these particular stories. But I really believe, and, and let, me, um, let me just go down this way for a minute. And I don't mean to be too spiritual or sound too spiritual. But I think it's time for, for someone to blow the horn uh, on the enemy because I believe the enemy is making his hardest, last-ditch effort to try to imprison, capture, trip up, foul up Christians before the rapture. As a matter of fact, that's what Dr. Sutton's daughter said to me. She, she said to me, you know, uh, Pastor Ray, the reason why we're seeing such a lack of integrity, because we were having this conversation, the reason why we're seeing such a lack of integrity in the body of Christ is because it is the enemy who is making his last-ditch effort to try to mess up Christians and mess up the gospel message in this world and on this earth. And if we're not careful, each and every one of us, if we don't aspire and every day of our lives work towards being men and women of integrity in everything we do and everything that we say, um, every day that we are not growing towards greater integrity is a day that we are becoming, uh, we're, we're, we're growing less, uh, a lesser person of integrity. So, so every day we need to strive to make those adjustments, to put those watches on ourselves. Because one of the things that I found, you know, to be true, and I've seen it, um, I've seen it in many, many situations over the years, is that a person doesn't wake up in the morning and decide to sin. A person doesn't wake up in the morning and decide to do something that's offensive to God. It's usually a series of, of a bunch of little things that are not dealt with that are not put in its right place, that ultimately lead you to the, big, to the big deal, to the big trap. Let's put it that way. Is that, is that okay? Is everybody with me? I'll just give you these stories, and, and, and uh, you know, we, can, we can continue to look at some scriptures tonight. But um, I was shocked. I found out about four ministries last week. Just It was last week. Four different ministries that had good people working for them uh, that ended up having money stolen from those ministries from the very people who were part of those ministries and in places of authority. And I couldn't believe it. I was so shocked. Uh, some of you were here when Mike Keyes told the story about the lady who was his administrator that worked for him for 10 years. And all of a sudden, just like that, out of nowhere, she started to steal money from the ministry. And, you know, they found out about it and he told, uh, he told you the story how he forgave her and could have pressed charges and forgave her and obviously took her out of that realm of ministry. She doesn't deal with money anymore. But you're wondering, you say, how could a good person go wrong like that? Someone who had been in the ministry, loved God, served God, and uh, a heart just, you know, uh, right, nothing. But how could a person that served so long, so faithfully, all of a sudden, just like that, go wrong? Well, you see, obviously there was something going on. There were little temptations. There were little snags, little things that the enemy put in her way that she didn't deal with. And you know, the verse that I think about, the verse that comes to mind, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. If you don't take care of those little foxes, those little foxes end up becoming a big problem and a big mess in your life. So, so that was number one. Number two, I got a message from a friend of mine who's going through a really terrible time in his church right now. Church split up. A lot of people have left and, and have left him, you know, pr practically, uh, you know, empty church. And um, anyway, he found out as he went back and discovered, went through the books and looked through the books, discovered that his bookkeeper was embezzling money out of the church. Been with him for years. Faithful lady. 
you know, never showed any sign in the worship service, singing hallelujah to the Lord, doing the Pentecostal polka around the church, praying in tongues louder than everybody else, prophesying, yet stealing God's money. You see, unfortunately, a lot of times we think that we can do these kind of things and we're going to get away with it. But we, we can't get away. One of the things that I learned a long time ago is two things you don't touch. You don't touch God's money and you don't touch God's people. You mess with that, you're messing with the heart of God and you're going to find yourself in big trouble. You have your own personal issues going on, that's fine. You, take, you, know, you work that out between you and God. But when you start messing with God's money and God's people, you, you've just opened up a huge can of worms that you're not going to be able to close up. You read through the Bible, you see wherever people got in trouble, it's when they mess with God's money or God's people. You know, God will bear with you when you're dealing with your own personal sin in your own life because we all have things that we're dealing with in our lives. Everybody, right? But when you start involving another human being in your problems or in your sin, now forget it. It takes it to a whole nother level, you see. So this little lady, you know, a precious woman of God, but, but uh, it was embezzling money. Heard of another great man of God that I know of and uh, found out, uh, you know, uh, that in his ministry, he had a young man that was working for him for about five or six years, treated him like a son, called him his son in the faith and loved him like a son, trusted him with everything, turned the whole ministry, uh, you know, the affairs of the ministry into his hands and uh, just trusted him and loved on him. And a good man, father of like, I think, the, I think the young man has about five kids and a wife upstanding, comes from a really good family, um, so on and so forth, found out that this, uh, this young man uh, came to, came to uh, my friend's attention that he was stealing money from the church. Well, they tallied it up and they found out that it totaled about $250,000 worth of money that he embezzled out of the kingdom. Now, he didn't wake up one morning and decide to do that. No, it was, it was one little temptation after another that was not dealt with. That's why every day we've got, to, we've got to be reminded that we need to be men and women of integrity and we've got to work on our integrity because if we don't work on being men and women of integrity, every day that we are not seeking to grow greater in integrity, we are growing less in it. Is everybody with me? Fourth person spoke to a friend of mine in another part of the country all in one week just recently came through a situation where uh, they had hired a CPA to come work for them. It was a young woman and uh, worked for the ministry for 18 months, looked to my friend, called him her father in the faith, said, I didn't have a daddy and I want you to be my father and I love you and minister to me and help me and, you know, on the, all this stuff about ministry. Well, something came to their attention, went to the books and they looked in the books. This young lady embezzled uh, over $100,000 in less than 18 months. Lying, putting, writing things, a woman who loves God, a woman who in the church, you know, doing, you know, praying in tongues, singing all the, the songs, doing the, you know, looking like you and me. But yet something got a hold of her that made her go sour, just like the other three. Something got a hold of them to cause them to go sour because there were issues, there were things that they did not deal with. And this particular lady was actually lying. She was writing down that she was buying computers and she was actually furnishing her house. She was buying, you know, wrote down that she was buying ministry essentials and it turned out to be uh, one thing. She bought theater tickets to go see some, some uh, you know, big band somewhere or something, a concert. So you see, but these, these are people that didn't start out wrong. These are people that started out right, you see. And um, 
So it just, it just, it really signaled something in me because, you know, in these last days, the enemy is working really, really hard to try to bring God's people down. I would imagine these people are embarrassed. Their lives are shattered. I would imagine if, if they truly are Christians, they are totally and absolutely embarrassed and ashamed and uh, remorseful. And, uh, you know, uh, their lives probably, you know, are going to take a while to really re- be restored. But that's not what they intended. I don't think they intended to do these kinds of things. I think that because they didn't deal with it, because there was no um, restraint in their life, no accountability, no repentance going on. You see, folks, let me tell you something. Uh, repentance, repentance is something that needs to go on all the time in our lives. I don't know about you, but, but I need to repent every day of little attitudes and little things that, you know, things that I, I, I should not uh, say or should not, you know, uh, should not do or whatever it be every day we have little things little adjustments to make the promise is that if we walk uprightly if we purpose to be godly men and women holy men of women that doesn't mean we're perfect it doesn't mean that we do everything perfectly it means that yeah we do make mistakes but we pick ourselves up and we we purpose to get back on the right road if we purpose to do this in our lives then God says there's no good thing that he is going to withhold from you There's no blessing that God's going to hold back from you. But, you know, if you take that promise and you flip it around the other way, if you don't walk uprightly, then don't expect God's best to come into your life. You can't be living ungodly and unholy and and doing some of these things that lack integrity and expect God to bless you. I knew I wasn't going to get too many amens. Maybe I'll get a couple of oh no's talking to me but but it's the truth if we don't if we don't walk uprightly then we cannot expect God's blessing God does, desires that we walk uprightly now the world is looking at us and we should not have these things going on in the body of Christ we're supposed to be the example setters to the world and yet the world looks at us and laughs the world looks at us and scoffs because they say they can't even get their act together and that's one of the reasons, you know, that, that, that you know, we're a church where, I, you know, the kind of ministry that I believe I have is to encourage people in, in, a, in a more serious walk with God and, and a deeper walk and a deeper commitment. That doesn't mean we're perfect. Get that out of your head. You will never be perfect. As long as you're in this life, you will have your troubles. You will have your temptations. You will fall. You will make mistakes. You will do things you should not do. But, but, but the, the, the point is, is that you don't stay there. You know it's wrong. You're convicted in your heart. You feel guilty about it. You feel as though you've just offended God or you offended someone and you pick yourself up and you keep on going. But someone who can continually or constantly ignores that conviction of the Holy Spirit will ultimately be the person who will go into full-blown sin, just like these people I spoke about. They did not obey the, they probably, the first time they even took a dollar, they probably felt really guilty about it, but they overrode the guilt. They denied the guilt. They forced the guilt down and they denied the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And what, what happened was that the next time it became a little bit easier to steal again. And then and it became even easier the third time and the fourth time to the point where they were able to pull hundreds of thousands of dollars out of the kingdom of God for selfish purposes. Now, that's, that's that situation, but we need to look at that in our own lives. 
God calls us to be men and women of integrity. We ought to be setting the standard. We ought to be showing the world how to live. We ought to be showing the world that we're not liars. We're not cheaters. We don't, we don't talk about people. We don't, we don't say we're going to do something and then not do it. We're people. We're men and, men and women of our word. We don't, we're not two-faced. We don't say something nice to somebody to their face and the minute they turn around, we, we talk badly about them. That's, that's lacking integrity in the body of Christ. That, that's not the way God desires for us to be. In business, we're not going to cheat. Here, I'm going I'm to roll one out. Some of you are probably really going to get upset about this one. We don't lie on our taxes. You know, I, I did some work in my house recently. I remodeled a bathroom. And everybody told me, don't, don't file the papers with the city. Just do, everybody does it. Everybody just remodels their house and they don't, they don't file the papers and submit it to, they're going to raise your taxes. And people were, were, you know, suggesting that I just bypass the law and go do something that's illegal and get away with it. Now, you see, you may say, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you see, maybe in your mind, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's fine. If that's what you believe, you believe that. But for me, I believe the promise of God that says, if I walk uprightly, there's no good thing that God will withhold from me. In other words, if I purpose to be a man of uprightness, if I walk uprightly before God, if I remodel my bathroom and my taxes get raised, God's going to see to it that I have the money to pay the taxes. So, so people tried to talk me out of it, and I said, no, there's no way I'm going to do that. First of all, I'm a leader in this community. I'm up standing in front of the people preaching holiness and righteousness and preaching the way you ought to live. And then I'm going to go do things, be, you know, contrary to what I'm preaching. You know what they'll label me? A hypocrite. And there's enough hypocrites in the body of Christ. So I filed my papers and I did it the right way. And they came and they didn't. They raised my taxes. They raised my taxes. And I didn't like it one bit, but I said, well, Lord, there's one thing I can do. I can certainly sleep at night knowing that I didn't cheat, I didn't lie, and I didn't steal. Come on, somebody give me an amen. It's amazing how much lying, cheating, and stealing goes on even among Christians, and we just justify it, and we think it's okay. Report what you need to report on your taxes. Pay to Caesar. What did Jesus render unto Caesar? What is Caesar's? And unto God, what is God? In other words, pay your taxes. And pay your respect and honor to God as well. God doesn't require taxes, but he, he, he requires your respect and your honor and your praise and your worship and your life. But it's amazing. You know, you take this verse and you flip it the other way. If we don't walk uprightly, then we can't expect God's best. God's best is not going to happen for us. Now, let's go over to Psalms. I want to just give you a couple of verses. And... Um, and I believe, you know, we've got to be uh, extremely careful in these days because the enemy is just looking for a way to trip people up. Is everybody with me? I told you, I, I don't want to be heavy, but I want to be truthful because I want to blow the horn. I want to sound the alarm on the enemy because I don't want to see God's people go down the tubes. You know, I want, I want to, I want to, I see it. I can feel it. The enemy is trying to trip up people, good people who once knew him and served him. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to end up and I don't want to see anybody ending up on the heat pile, on the spiritual junk pile. And don't think that you, that it couldn't happen to you because the minute you say it couldn't happen to me, get ready. You are a prime candidate and you are a prime target of the enemy. <laughs> So here in Psalms, in the book of Psalms, chapter 15, um, let's look at verses 
uh, 1, we're going to start at verse 1. It says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? Now, I don't know about you, but this is talking about that place with God. How many of you want to be in that place with God, abide in his presence? The tabernacle was where the presence of God in the Old Testament um, was and, and was revealed. Um, but, but you see, obviously we know that the, the Lord is with us and the Holy Ghost is in us. But this just leads us to this understanding or this, this thought that, that, you know, this closeness to God. How many want to be close to God? It's the only place to live is close to God. Who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? I don't know about you, but I want to I sit close to God. I want to sit close to the glory. I want to sit close to the blessings. I want to sit close to the heart of God. How many of you in this room want that? Because that's where your blessings come from. That's where your protection comes from. That's where the anointing is. It's in this place. And he says in verse 2, he says, He who walks uprightly and works righteousness, and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does take up reproach against his friend. You see, so the Bible is teaching us something very pointedly here. It says if, if, you, if you want to be close to God, if you want to walk in that anointing, dear God, we need the anointing. We need the presence of God. Dear God, we need to be close to God like never before, especially in these days that we live. The world is becoming so godless and it's trying to suck everybody in with it. Everything that you're, you're exposed to in the world is so, is so full of just humanism and, and secular humanism and, and it's ungodly and it's unholy. Just flip through the TV and you see all the ungodliness that there is. They're profaning God. They're blaspheming the name of God. They're making fun of God. I see things on TV and, and, and on the internet and all making, making fun at God. They're, they're thumbing their nose right at the heavenly father. What an abomination. The world is becoming so unholy and so unclean. It's a cesspool and it's trying to suck you and me into it. Am I speaking to anybody in here? Am I just trying to suck us into it? And yet the Bible says, who is going to get close to God? Who is going to be in this secret place with God? Who is going to walk in the strong anointing? Who is going to reveal the powers of God and the anointings of God? Who is going to be the oracles of God and speak as the oracles of God? Who is going to, who's going to be the spokesmen and the spokeswomen for God? Who's going to walk with blessings that every, no one will be able to deny is, is God's work in that person's life. Who's going to be able to do this? It says he who walks uprightly and he who not only walks uprightly, but begins to lay, uh, lay it out, who works righteousness. That means that we're, we're, we're purposing to do what's right in, in every situation to every person, everyone, your family, your children, your wife, your husband, your, 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 your coworkers, your employer. We seek to do what is right. And when we know something is wrong, we need to run from it. We need to repent from it or of it and move away from it. And if we have to get help, we need to get the help that we need to stop doing what's wrong. Because if we don't stop doing what's wrong, we're not going to please God. And instead of being close to God, we're going to be farther away from his anointing and his presence and his blessing. How about you? But I want his anointing and I want his presence and I want his blessing. 
Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.